Hey everyone, Josh here. Quick question for you. Do you like coffee? Even more important question, do you like fresh coffee? Coffee that's roasted to order and doesn't taste like the bottom of your kitchen oven. If you answered yes to any of these questions, then you need to head over to McQuanoCoffee.com and get yourself some of the best coffee there is to get. Whether you like the light roast or the dark roast or you're feeling a little whimsical and you want to get that sample pack, McQuano Coffee Roasters has everything you need. And just when you thought this couldn't get any sweeter, make sure to use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. Do yourself a favor and stop drinking bad coffee because you know what? Life's too short for that. Head on over to McQuanoCoffee.com and use the promo code REFORMATORY to get 20% off all bagged coffee. You will not regret it. Thanks, and now on to the show. What do you got for me? What's wrong with you people? I got nothing for you. What's wrong with you? What's going on, everyone, and welcome to The Reformatory, the podcast for the local church and by the local church, and we are your local churchmen. My name is Josh, and I'm here, as always, with the man, the myth, and the legend, Captain Jack Barry. Captain, good to see you, my friend. Sir, you're looking. You? You're looking. Uh, you're looking freshly shorn, my guy. Yes, yes. Look yes, at I the. Am. You, you lost some. Lost yes, some inches. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I did. Yep. Okay. The biggest thing, too. Okay. Shout out to. I can. Okay. This is. This has been a tongue twister for me, ever since yeah. I tried to say this. Mm-hmm. The I'm barber. Marco. The barber parlor. Okay, there we go. Oh, there first go. time, first hey, go. Um, nice job. Dude. <laughs> first time. Don't have to say the it again. The tongue fluctuations in your mouth that the you barber have to make. Parlor. Barber yeah. Parlor. Oh, barber Parlor. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, say that 10 times fast. Um, right. Yeah, so shout out to them. They were uh, they were originally, the gals who run, it's just basically an office <laughs> inside of like mm-hmm. a, a t- like on a second story of a kind of like an office collaborative kind of building. They started off yeah. on their own. They were at a barbershop that I was going to. And then a lot of people are leaving that barbershop mm-hmm. because it's just, it's not going very well for them. So anyway, Uh-oh. shout out to them. Uh, yeah. It was a nice experience. It was rainy there you go. in South Tacoma when I went there to get my hair cut. You but, get the uh, hair yeah. done too? Or, 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 oh, or yeah. just the beard? Oh yeah, you got... You can kind of see oh, it. Right oh, dude, there you, on got my hat. you got so, the fade. You got the fade. Yeah, I got the fade. I got you. the high and tight, sir. High and dude, tight. I have been uh, full Samson for quite a while. I have not <laughs> yeah, you had have. a razor. I, I, you know what? I've taken the Nazarite vow. That's what I've done. Oh right? I've taken the Nazarite vow. Um, you know, and uh, it's going well. I gotta oh say, you know, it's going well. Uh, 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 no knife nor razor has touched. Uh, my head for quite a while to the uh, massive chagrin of some family members. But you know what? 
Oh as long gosh. as it ain't my wife, it doesn't affect me. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Oh, man. No, no. It's all it's all in good fun. It's all in good fun. But uh, yeah, Jack, I got a piece of uh, I'm going to I got a piece of trivia for you. OK. All right. So I didn't even know this, but did you know that every year uh, Webster's Dictionary chooses a word yes. of the year? I saw this. I saw well, this. You saw we this already? To, we talked about oh, wait, this, oh, and I saw it. I saw oh, it. Did, yeah. I ta- did I tell you about this? Okay, no. Well, I'll tell about it. You uh, didn't. No, I didn't. Oh, I didn't? You didn't. Okay. Nope. Um, so apparently. Tell our listeners, though. The 2023 <laughs> word of the year is Riz. <laughs> R-I-Z-Z. Riz. So ridiculous. And. Let me just say, listeners, if you're asking right now, what is Riz? You don't got it. Okay. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Riz, dude. That is um, to Riz. It means to have like, uh, you know, charisma. It's short for charisma. It's how the kids say charisma. Bravado. Yeah. Bravado. Especially you got game. the opposite For all the sex. 90s kids. You, you got, yeah, you got, you got game. game. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Exactly. So if you've got Riz, it means that uh, you're, you're, you know, pretty good with the ladies uh, uh, or the men. You know, I don't want to. We don't judge on this podcast. I meant. OK, hold on. Hold on. Getting, I realized that that came taken, out wrong. We're taking it. I meant. Taking no, 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 no. I meant. To, I meant. I meant. I meant for women to have it with okay. men, not men. Okay. To have, yeah. No, 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 no. I realized after I said it, though, how that sounded. Yep. That's not what I meant. <laughs> don't burn me. <laughs> Please They're don't burn you, me. Josh. Yo, the, that is not the torches what I meant. And pitchforks are coming, baby. Yeah, it's, meaning it's that over. I yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> not what I meant. I don't think it's a gender specific term, but it might be. And if it is, then that's yeah, whatever. Anyway, I'm gonna move on from this joke because I feel like I've already gotten myself in trouble. Uh, and Jack, before we hop into our topic today, would you please save me? Yeah. And give us this week's reformatory cigar of the week. What do you got for us, man? Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, we uh, are going on this uh, magical mystery tour of brands, mm. matching the brand month with the, or matching the month, so the the first letter of the month with the first letter of the brand. And this month, it is December is for Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. So, whoop whoop. Starting off, starting off strong here with the Stillwell Star Aromatic Number One. Stillwell Star Aromatic Number One. I have smoked this cigar. It is amazing. It is like if a if if pipe tobacco and cigar tobacco had a baby, it would be this cigar. Um, this is quite the breakdown. Okay, the wrapper yeah. is is Ecuadorian Habano. The binder is Mexican San Andreas. All right. Fillers. Dude, this is this is where it gets bananas. Fillers are Nicaraguan, Black Cavendish, oh. Golden Golden Virginia, and Burley. Man. It's going down, people. <laughs> Seriously. So um, it's produced in uh, Nicaragua, the Hoya de Nicaragua factory. It is a Toro. It is uh, the MSRP on this. Okay, it's Christmas time. We, we gotta mm-hmm. we gotta splurge a little bit here, people. Okay, Just a little bit. Just a little. Christmas bit. time. MSRP fourteen to sixteen. Okay. Okay. 
All right. For yep, Toro, yep, yep. we're we're still looking we're still looking pretty good. All right. Not bad. Not bad. All right. A little high. <laughs> the uh, uh, the flavors in this thing. Okay, this is where it gets bananas because I've I've <laughs> it uh, <laughs> basically it's like smoking if if you had if you're smoking a cigar and usually get the flavors that you get from a cigar. It messes with you a little bit because there's pipe tobacco in this thing. Okay? Right. Right. So you're getting a lot of like vanilla pudding, cherry cordial flavors up in here. That's just right. just some just some good old All fashioned flavors. Good old fashioned yeah. Christmas flavors up in here. All right. Some mm-hmm. some you got some black pepper, so it kind of evens it out with that black pepper that you get from usually smoking like a cigar. You usually get white or black pepper on that thing. Um yeah, it is. There's that man. It, it's it's quite a smoking experience. This one messes with your head because if yeah. you're like Josh and smoke both like pipe tobacco and cigars, this is like that mm-hmm. mixture. This is this is right. your landing spot kind of. Yeah. And man, it, it's a good I think so the Stillwell Star line is going to pop up again this month. Because I think it deserves it as well too for another cigar, uh, specifically. But um, a lot of people are saying like I would smoke the cigar again. The t- the right. combination of the tobaccos and the pipe tobacco is like mm-hmm. really really good. Mixing in with those flavors of typical cigar smoking flavors and then typical like pipe tobacco smoking flavors. So, ladies and gentlemen. This is going to be okay. So, I've seen the burn time on this. This could take you if you're taking your time. As this you could should. take you up to yeah, an hour and forty five minutes. So this is like there we go. You're in you're in, you're go. in the you're in for the long haul on this one. If you're taking your time, sit with yourself cigar, down. Okay? Open up yep. a good book. Have a good conversation. Yep. Don't plan on going anywhere for a while. Okay, so I'm gonna. So I see some, I've saw some like, uh, some pairings recommendations for this. This is interesting. They recommend a medium roast coffee, a, maybe a cappuccino, uh, Earl Grey or English breakfast tea, and then aged rum. If you want some alcohol pairing, aged rum people. Maybe take, uh, hear me out. It's going down. (laughs) Take your coffee. Put a little rum in it, and then you got best of both. There we go. Like I'm just saying. Look at that. Look at that. Now, Jack, really quick before we get out of here, it is it's it's a it's this is an aromatic, but would you consider this an infused cigar? Are we smoking infused here? Is it really sweet? No, I wouldn't say it's infused. That's important. That's important. No, yeah, infused infused is way different than you're mixing. The mixture of pipe tobacco and cigar tobaccos in this is the uniqueness of this cigar. It is not an yeah. infused cigar. It's a huge difference there. It's so. a very big difference. Very big difference. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, starting off strong. Starting mm. off December, the mm. Christmas season. Starting off strong. This is the Reformatory Cigar of the Weekend. You know what to do, my friends. Go and smoke to the glory of God. All right, Jack. So today we have we have just a fun little topic. It's a fun oh little gosh. topic. Here we go. Um, today we're going to talk about how to handle uh, rebuke within the yep. local church. And we're going to talk about it from from both sides. 
how to rebuke somebody biblically yep. in the local church and how to receive rebuke biblically uh, in the context of local church. Okay. And this was actually a topic that, that, that you threw out yeah. um, a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> actually, as something that you, yeah. you've been thinking about for a little bit. Um, so I'd like to throw it over to you first. Which end, which end do you want to start with? Do you want to start with receiving it or do you want to start with giving it? Uh, I'll start. So I've been on, I'm trying to remember if I've been, I've been on both ends of this, uh, topic. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have seen it done very well on both ends of the, and both sides of the topic. Okay. Right. Uh, I have been both rebuked and, uh, I have been the one giving rebuke as well too. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, I have been rebuked. Um, if people want to know specifically what I was rebuked for, it was, uh, specifically about ways I went about past relationships. Um, I think that when people hear us, they hear, uh, my specific history of Mars Hill. Um, Mm -hmm. I was in a relationship, um, with a past woman who was my fiance for a little bit. Um, I don't think. And obviously other people did not think that was a very stable nor healthy relationship in the ways of, I think, how I was going about it in kind of seeking somebody out to marry, but also with this woman's disposition as well, too. She had claimed she was a Christian, but there was a lot of things uh, that were being revealed um, that just did not make some sense. And so if sure. you want more details, yeah. hit me up, talk to me further yeah. about that. I can definitely yeah. do that. It was young, um, young Christian Jack, <laughs> young, young Christian Jack. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, um, the other me giving rebuke, this is kind of older Christian Jack. Um, let's see. I think I had been, pr- I think I was just, or about to get married to my, my wife and uh, there was a guy in my men's group uh, that I was at at my previous church, and I had to rebuke him over a relationship that he had with a woman, primarily in the way of um, <sighs> how shall I say this in a in an easy way, um, and especially too, it's interesting because he was a very newer believer, yeah, um, yeah, and I think he did not go about relationships the right way, which I didn't go about some relationships in my past the right way either and got rebuked for those, which was good. And I learned from it a lot. Um, And so uh, I had to rebuke him on him sleeping in the same bed with his girlfriend, uh, him basically Mm -hmm. the, the cohabiting kind of nature of of what he was doing. And so um, that was interesting because uh, I had rebuked him uh, one-on-one I had been given kind of the go ahead to do that. And then his girlfriend called me and just blew me up over the phone. Mm, um, those are always fun combos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's always hard to, when somebody says Jesus is on my side. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah. I have been both the receiver and the, uh, the rebuker in in certain situations and yeah. Um, yeah. 
we can kind of start off from there. But yeah, I've had both experiences. So yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah, I'm in the same boat. Uh, you know, being in pastoral ministry, like you're you if you're in it long enough, you're going to have those conversations of rebuke, right? And just being a Christian in a local church, we we sin, we fall short. It's it's a natural thing that happens. So you're gonna you're gonna get rebuked, right? And just like Jack, yeah. I've seen it done really well and what I would consider to be to be biblical, and I've seen it done really badly. Um, and what I have found is that um, one of the main things, and this is kind of where where I think is a good place to start. One of the main questions to ask yourself if you are going to rebuke somebody, right, in the truth of Scripture, right? I mean, obviously, it has to be it has to be it has to be rooted in Scripture, right? We're going to consider that just just a given caveat, right? That this is a biblical rebuke. You aren't coming against this somebody with, you know, your own personal convictions or your own, you know, personal opinions. It's rooted in Scripture and you're confronting actual sin with Scripture being the standard, right? So let's just get that out of the way, right? What I have found to be an excellent question to ask, right, and to ask yourself, and it really does a good job at, I think, overturning the motives of the rebuke is what is the intention, what what is the intended result of this rebuke? What's the goal, right? Is the goal simply to rip them a new one, make them feel as horrible as 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 you can, right? Mm-hmm. Or is the goal gospel centered biblical restoration, right? Yeah. And obviously, like it's the same question when you're talking about greater church discipline. Which, if we're going to be honest, when you are going to a brother or sister and rebuking them, that is church discipline. That's step one, right? Yeah. We engage yeah. in church discipline all the time. I don't think people realize realize that. Anytime you call someone out for their for their sin, that is Matthew 18, step one of church discipline. Go to your brother alone, right, and tell them their sin, right? So. Yeah. There's good ways to do that, and there's bad ways to do that. But the 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 intention, the res, the the desired result of church discipline or rebuke in this in 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 every case, it should be reconciliation and restoration of the relationships, and restoration back into you know good standing in the local church. That's what it should be for, right? And I think we get into trouble as Christians when we lose sight of what the goal and purpose of rebuking somebody is because let's be honest it's really easy for emotions to take over it's really easy especially yeah. if we've been thinking about it we've been dwelling on it we've been getting heated right we're 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 like working on you know the the different arguments in the shower right we all do that <laughs> let's be honest to all of us this, right you you are true. the greatest debater <laughs> oh, you man. you are the greatest debater when you are alone in the shower right and that's where all the yeah. arguments get sussed out right um so it's easy to lose focus and to lose sight of what the result should be Right. And when you have the correct intention, it's going to manifest itself in your demeanor. All right. Mm -hmm. So let's say, you know, you are going to rebuke somebody. Right. Let's say Jack is coming to rebuke me over, you know, a really bad, you know, podcast topic over me. You know, you know, me messing, you know, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is. All right. Let's just be clear. All right. Let's say he's doing that. Right. It, it matters what Jack's intention is and it matters how Jack does it. All right. Because you yeah. can have a good intention. 
And if you, if even with a good motive, if you engage in it poorly and unbiblically, it's not going to be effective. And it would be, it would have been better if you had stayed quiet. Right. Mm. So intention matters and demeanor matters. So Jack, when you of, you know, one of these days when it's going to happen, when you finally come and, and, and and rebuke me for my sin, Mm. how, how are you going to do it? (laughs) Tell me what's your demeanor going to be? You know, I think a lot of people, when they hear the word rebuke, they hear like guns a blazing, Yes. Um, Going in there hot, you know, and the times that I've had to rebuke people, I've, I've come at it to a place of reassuring that person that what I'm saying to them is not out of spite. It's not out of being, trying to tear them down. It's out of correction. It's out of reprove and reproach. It's out of trying to uh, see things that people are blind to sometimes. Um, and it's the tone that I'm doing right now. It's the tone that I'm talking to Josh right now. I would be mm. rebuking him in this kind of tone. It doesn't help right. me right. if I if I get hot, if I'm coming in there, if I'm getting frustrated, um, mm. if I'm if I'm trying to do this in a how shall I say like <laughs> in a bully kind of way or something like that. It doesn't show that I actually love Josh when I do that. It just shows that I'm ticked at him. I'm the quote unquote spiritual father in this relationship and they just got to sit there and take it, which is not true. Um, when I, when Although I, we do re- call you Jack daddy. From well, time that's time. true. <laughs> 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 okay. So, but aside from that, um, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I will say that when I've rebuked people, I've, I've talked about, um, the, the allegations from other people that I've heard, uh, I kind of bring forth a background to it. I kind of explain why I'm having that conversation of rebuke with them. And then I'm, I'm trying to get a, get a dual kind of conversation going. Um, yeah. yep. because yep. to a certain effect, like they need to, they need to ask and they need to be responsible for what I'm saying as well too. If it's slander or not, cause that's another mm-hmm. thing that could happen. Um, this could be people slandering a person and I need to bring, maybe, maybe I need to be a mediator and bring all parties together and say, what is going on here? Sure. You are saying one thing, you are saying another, what's, what's going on. So trying Mm -hmm. to collaborate those kind of eyewitness accounts together. But this, this was more, I mean, whenever rebuke people, there was six eyewitnesses to this, you know, Uh, to relationships Mm -hmm. and stuff like that, that was going on. So there was no doubt about it. Um, it's just, it's just a need sometimes of kind of pressing in and asking questions too, of like, Mm -hmm. are you aware? And if it's a newer Christian, obviously, are you aware that this is not really in line with the ethics and what the Bible teaches and kind of go from there and ask those questions um, yep. so rebuke has, has a kind of questioning and teaching element to it, but it also has a, you're doing this out of love for that person, right? Because you want them to be steadfast in the Lord. You want them mm-hmm. to continue their faith. You don't want them. And, and like I said, from previous experience, other people have different, uh, conceptions of what truth is. And that's when they're going to react out of 
out of coming against that idol, so to say. Right, right. So when I pressed on this guy's, he was very receptive to it, but his girlfriend obviously was, she flew off the handle on me. Like a lot of accusations, um, a lot of certain things, a lot of non-biblical backing to what she's saying. And Mm -hmm. to say that Jesus is on my side of this, (laughs) <laughs> um, that was kind of the cherry on, on top of the Sunday of like, okay, I, I don't think that you really, I don't know if you're, you're really in step with the scriptures and the faith at this point. Um, sure. sure. Yeah. So that's really, so that's, that's difficult. And that's when you bring in your elders. That's when you talk further about this with other people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. I think those are all great points, man. Like, again, I I do think what you said about having the conversation, that's really important because I think a lot of folks, when they take it upon themselves to go confront sin, like you said, they kind of go in guns a blazing and whether it's motivated by pride or not, I I think most of the time it probably is. We lose sight of that only by the grace of God there go I, right? There's this there's this great story that that I've I heard and I've used this before when kind of talking about church discipline and and it's more in the context of how, you know, if I'm if I'm training or if I'm teaching or you know evaluating guys for eldership, right? This is this is a story that I'll use often because part of eldering, part of uh you know leading a church and shepherding a church is that you have to have hard conversations. And you have to rebuke yep. sometimes, right? And this is a story that I tell, and 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 I I believe it's true. I believe it's true. And if uh if if Mister Ed, all right, Mister Ed can uh, confirm this, it is a Spurgeon story. So if if uh, if anybody knows <laughs> if this is true, it's going to be Ed. Yeah. Uh, but the story goes like this: It's Spurgeon and one of his other elders are going to confront a man in their local congregation that had been caught in a promiscuous relationship, right? He was having an affair, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And as they are traveling to this man's house to have the conversation, uh, the story goes that this other elder, as they're in the carriage, uh, starts, starts uh, bemoaning this other man, right? And, and, and as Spurgeon is sitting there silently, the other elder is saying things along the lines of, I just, I can't understand uh, you know, how this man could do such a thing. He has a wonderful wife and children. I can't believe it. I just, I don't understand how he could be so callous and so careless. And as the story goes, Spurgeon listened to, you know, the man talk in this way and then uh, told the, the carriage driver to stop the carriage and to turn around and take us back to the church. Uh, and the elder you know, turned to Spurgeon and, and asked him, he said, why, why, why did you tell him to turn around? And as the legend goes, Spurgeon quietly just said, we're not the ones to do this. And I love that story, you know, whether it's, mm-hmm. whether it's legend and folklore um, or not, it displays a very important truth that even in our rebuking, even in our confrontation, we must realize that the only reason that you are on that side of the conversation is by the grace of God. It's not your own strength. Mm. It's not your own merit. And if God were to 
remove his restraining grace upon your life, the next second you would be indulging in even worse sin than the one that you are going to confront. So it's very important that we as Christians, especially those in leadership, um, understand this and have this demeanor, have this mentality when we are going to confront a brother and sister in the truth is that you know we aren't doing so with a high and mighty you know uh, 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 mentality. We're doing mm-hmm. so as people that know the grace of God is the only thing that sustains me on this walk. And I'm going to implore this individual to trust in the grace of Christ to cover over their sin and to sustain their walk. It's not going to be, you know, look at me. It's not going to be, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. It's going to give them the gospel, right? So it's very important that we keep that mentality when going to confront a brother and sister, okay? Um, there's many more things that could be said on that, but for the sake of time, let's 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 go to the second one, Jack, and that is how do we receive rebuke, all right? Let's say, and you and I have both been on on this. I think if any any Christian's honest, uh, you know, the, sometime in your life you're going to be on the receiving end of rebuke, uh, whether it be valid or yeah. invalid. Um, it matters how you receive it and how you respond to it. Um, so, I would say, just just in my own personal experience, um, one of the worst ways to receive it is to become defensive. Okay. Now I understand. I'll caveat this by this. I understand there are there are different circumstances, right? And there are many times, especially those in the church, that are uh, recipients of slander, recipients of of you know lies and things of that sort. And there is a time when you don't have to you know basically sit there and take it anymore. You know, Uh, there there is a time and there is a scenario where it is right and proper to say no. That's actually not true. Uh, you know, my conscience is clear in this area. Okay, that's a very specific scenario that, that that has its own specific. You know, I think I think conversations. What 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 I'm talking about here is the initial rebuke. All right, this is step one. Right, the person is bringing this to your attention. You know, whatever whatever it may be. Right, it's important that we as Christians receive rebuke in the same fashion that we would give it. And that is with grace and humility. All right. So it's very, very important that we don't see ourselves as above confrontation, above rebuke or above accountability, because that's where trouble happens. And we've all seen what happens when somebody gets a big head and thinks that they're above accountability. Right. So step one should not be, I'm going to poke as many holes into this person's argument as possible. All right. That should not be your initial response. Your initial response should be to receive it in Lord willing, the grace that it is given. All right. Now that does not mean that you automatically uh, go with whatever that individual is saying as, as, as gospel truth. All right. You still have to be discerning and use the word of God to discern whether or not this rebuke is true and whether it is right. 
right? You don't just check your brain out at the door. And I'm not advocating for every time someone rebukes you, you just roll over and be like, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, sure. You know, and, and, and you just you just throw your biblical thinking cap away. You still need to be a Christian that lives according to Scripture, right? Mm-hmm. But that evaluation often, I would advocate, comes after you have received it with humility and received it with grace, all right? If you are convicted on the spot and the Spirit works in your heart and convicts you and shows you in Scripture, like, yes, I am in the wrong, then let repentance be swift, let the gospel cover over, and let's march forward together in gospel unity, right? If you are not convinced that what you are being rebuked for is legitimate and is not in line with Scripture, still receive it humbly and graciously and give yourself some time to think and pray and ask others on on their thoughts of this rebuke and how that should go is this, right? If Jack comes at me and says, hey, Josh, you know, I'm seeing this, I'm seeing this, I'm seeing this, and I'm, you know, sitting here and I'm, you know, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing what he's saying, right? I haven't been convicted by the Spirit in those things. I'm still responsible for responding correctly and biblically. So how I would pray the Lord hmm. would give me the yeah. grace to respond would be, all right, hey, you know, one, I, I appreciate you and I love you for bringing this to my attention. I want some time to be able to think about it and to pray about it and ask some others if they see this in my life. Because if so, I want to root it out. I want it out. I want it out of my life so that we can move forward. I'm just, I'm not seeing what you're talking about, but I understand that I'm like pride blinds. I'm un- I understand that I, that I will not always see my sin. And, uh, and I, I, I need some time. I need some time. That's a perfectly fine response. Just to make sure that it is done graciously and in humility. Jack, your thoughts. Yeah, that's a good thing that you brought up too there. Um, how I was rebuked in the past was interesting because it was several different couples coming to me. Um, and really in that time of them bringing forth their concerns, that's when a lot of conviction and understanding came from the spirit and understanding that sin and understanding where I was going wrong. Um, and in the direction of kind of my mentality in a relationship. And so, um, yeah, I think there can be really gracious and beautiful moments where you get rebuked and repentance comes and reconciliation comes um, and, and a restorative way in which you're going forward in your, in your, in your Christian life and walk um, versus other ways that I've seen it, which are, um, like you said, Josh, very defensive, very um, either – you know, you catch somebody at quote unquote the bad, bad time of the day and they mm-hmm. react in a very right. defensive kind of posture or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's stuff like that along those lines. I think, too, like a follow up is always helpful. Um, oh, yeah. You know, sure. talking with people and following up because, yeah, when when sometimes you receive stuff, yeah, it, it blindsides you. And like you said, mm-hmm. you know, yep. uh, I think just receiving that, talking it through, listening uh, to others praying about certain things um, is very helpful. Um, I would say it's quite difficult when 
um, keeping it real goes wrong, so to say, <laughs> mm, yeah, <laughs> where you, uh, sure. where you, where you rebuke somebody and they just, they ain't having it. They ain't yeah. having it from your initial rebuke and they ain't having it when you try and follow up, when you try and talk to them some more. Yeah. So I think this is, this is coming from an angle where Josh and I are talking about the ways in which, you know, you as the believer can kind of interact with rebuke well. Um, mm-hmm. And it's tough when people don't, and when people don't react to rebuke well, you're just like, um, you know, what's going on there? Not so yeah. much of like, how can I correct this? But like, what's going on with their with their faith walk? What's going on yeah. kind of behind the scenes and behind the curtain, so to say? Because mm-hmm. that's, that's important to this. Um, yeah. And I mean, a lot of well, things always- go into play with this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I was just going to say it's always uncomfortable when the authority of the word of God comes against our flesh. It's always going to be an uncomfortable Mm -hmm. thing. And some people handle that better than others. Right. So my suggestion is make sure that if the if the party you are rebuking, if they if they become offended. Right. And they act out and they act in an unbiblical way. Make sure it's because they're feeling the effects of of their conscience not the your demeanor right right i they shouldn't become hostile and offended because of the way that you are going about things right it should be because you know their conscience is testifying to the fact that you're probably right and the rubric that you are bringing is probably something that they need to look at all right so just make sure that you know let you know allow the holy spirit yeah, you know, to do what the Holy Spirit does, allow scripture to do what it does. You don't need to act. You don't need to add the tone. Right. Right. You don't need to 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 add the spice and the flavor that you think it should be received with. Right. The Holy Spirit is going to do that work for you. So you be faithful and to present the word of God and to present the gospel. Right. Not just law, but also yeah. gospel. Right. Yeah. That Yes. We yeah. you know, you are out of step with what the scriptures say, but there is such a better way, a way that has more life. And, and more peace mm-hmm. and more grace. And that is the gospel. And that is what we cling to, right? So those are just some thoughts that we've got uh, on, you know, giving rebuke, receiving rebuke. There's a lot more that could be said. Um, but, Jack, I think that's probably a good place to park it at the moment. And uh, uh, I think we're going to we're gonna probably record some Patreon apps and uh, mm-hmm. call it a night. What do you think? Yes, sir. All right. Sounds Let's like, get us out of here, my man. Yes, Big Eva has sung Josh. And when Big Eva has been sings, rebuked. <laughs> yes, she has been rebuked. And uh <laughs> she has received it well. So we're uh, gonna move on. We're gonna move on together she, in the gospel. As yeah. she has re- as she has received it well, uh, we go to this time where you can interact with us further on this topic of rebuke, on how to receive rebuke or initiate rebuke. You can follow us further on the sociables for this. And with that, uh, we just say you can send us a, a direct message, a DM, if you will, on more kind of questions you might have about this topic or either, either future topics that you have about shows that could be done. Um, mm-hmm. If you have some mail, we we would like to do a mailbag episode before the mailbag. year ends. That would be, that would be nice. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. 
But uh, you can follow us on this these different sociable platforms on the Facebook. Yes, the place of the metaverse. The Instagram goes well with chocolate marshmallow. And uh, the the sociable formerly known as Twitter X. Yes. X gonna give it to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The dumpster fire that is X. Uh, you can follow us all at those sociables at the tag at Reformatory Pod. Like I said, you can uh, like, subscribe, ring the little bell. I know Josh will talk more about how you can find us on other platforms as well, too, where you can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Josh, you can tell the lovely people how they might support us in different aspects there. That's right. That's right. Well, if you're on Apple or Spotify, I know we talk about this a lot, but it really does help get the podcast up to more folks. If you would not mind giving us a little a little uh, rating, maybe a little five stars, uh, that'd be awesome. Maybe write us a little review. We'd really appreciate it. If you've been listening for a little bit and appreciate the reformatory, uh, we'd really appreciate you guys uh, helping us out in that way. As Jack already mentioned, we have a YouTube. All right. So if you want to see our ugly mugs uh, while at the same time listening, <laughs> you can head on over to our YouTube channel. It's just Reformatory <laughs> Podcast on YouTube. Um, and uh, all of our videos, you know, all of our uh, episodes are recorded and they all go up there. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe. And like Jack said, ring the little bell for notifications. We really appreciate that. Uh, last but not least, we have a Patreon. All right. Uh, we have a Patreon that is, as the kids say, busted. That's right, Jack. It's busting. <laughs> yes, yes, it's yes. Delicious. Josh. Yes. All right, and uh, <laughs> you get you get uh, multiple bonus episodes every week. You get exclusive content, exclusive access. We have a reformatory chat in which our people can chat each other up and send cool pictures and you know see see what's happening, right? And it's all you know the best part, Jack. It's only five dollars. Hmm. Five dollars mm-hmm. a month. That's it. That's all it is. And for a $5 holla, you too can become a Patreon supporter. Join the pod luck, as we say. And our pledge to you is that your name shall be hallowed. Hallowed, sir. Hallowed. Hallowed through the halls of the podcast. We're going to actually go over there right now. Jack doesn't know this, but we are going oh to do oh, a yeah. live react. A live react to a certain movie trailer that I found yesterday. Oh, starring, it's a brand new movie coming soon to, coming soon to theaters. Starring the one and only Kenneth Copeland. Oh yes. my gosh! <laughs> yes. Dang it! But it, but if no. you want, if you want to see our reaction to that, you gotta go over to Patreon. Sorry, folks. Five dollars. Oh, Five dollars in minutes. That's less than a matinee. I'm telling you, you can head on over there. Uh, it's gonna, it's gonna be bonkers. It's gonna be amazing. Oh uh, he plays a Mexican drug lord. It's quite <laughs> amazing, and his accent is awful. It's awful. Oh my god. So on that note, (laughs) we thank you all for listening, and we will catch you on the next step of the Reformatory.